three periods here in Manchester. It's Merrimack three, Notre Dame three. I'm Mike Mack, Nick John Levy with us also with your play-by-play -play and joining us here for the intermission between the third period and first overtime is Mike McMahon from the WarriorRinkRat.com site and blog and also the Eagle Tribune uh, newspaper. He's writing for them tonight, of course, and EagleTribune.com. Boy, Mike, that's about as bad a period as this team has had going back several games. Certainly their worst of the playoffs and probably their worst since that uh, middle period against Providence in the final regular season game of the year. Absolutely, and it couldn't have come at a worse time. You know, I actually I look back at the shots. I know at one point, uh, about midway through the period, or a little more than midway through the period, uh, Notre Dame had a 14-1 edge in shots. I mean, just they, they had trouble getting the puck out of their own end. Uh, and because of that, you know, I think they looked a little tired, and they took the penalties because of it too, especially towards the end of the period there. Yeah, it ends up, it looks like 17-4 Notre Dame in the period. Notre Dame is now out shooting Merrimack 36-29 for the game. But, uh, I mean, what, what happened in that third period? It looked like Notre Dame's gained confidence as the period has gone on. I certainly think the goal they got back in the second period by Lee, which uh, just went off the glove of Kanata, kind of gave them some momentum. But I still didn't see that third period coming. Uh, neither did I. You know, I, I said it to Bill Burgess with me from the Eagle Tribune tonight. I, I leaned over to him about five minutes through the period, and I said, you know, they got to kick it up a notch here because Notre Dame looked desperate. I mean, their season's on the line. You know, they're, they're down a goal in the third period of the, of the NCAA tournament. Uh, I didn't think Merrimack looked as desperate. I thought they really needed to, to, to kick it into another gear, and they just never really seemed to, to get there. You know, they, they had a couple of stretches where I thought in that third period that they played pretty well. One stretch about halfway through that they had the puck sort of pinned deep in their own end. Costa had a good shot from the top of one of those circles uh, that sort of bounced around and created a nice chance. But other than that, I mean, the ice was tilted in Notre Dame's favor, and I think it was just, you know, they were a desperate team that period, and I, I wonder if you're going to see that, that desperation from Merrimack now coming out in the overtime. I mean, both teams obviously desperate here in an overtime game with, with your season on the line. But, uh, you know, Notre Dame, how much how much playing desperate like that, how much energy does that take out of you? Uh, you know, whereas Merrimack was on their heels most of that period. You know, one thing I keep thinking, Mark Denny, he talks about play, it's easier to play offense than it is to play defense. And, you know, playing defense can take a lot out of you. And it's one of the things that they do to other teams is try to play offense and, and have the puck and possess the puck in the other team's zone. Well, that third period, the puck was possessed by Notre Dame in their zone a lot. It certainly looked as the period went on to have Merrimack being the more tired team. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens here in, in, the, uh, in the overtime. Uh, you know, I mean, they've tended to be a loose team much of the season that hasn't let the pressure get to them. So the question is, uh, you know, I mean, what's it like down there right now? You have to think based on past experience that they're saying, well, uh, you know, we didn't play a good period. Let's just go out and get the job done here in overtime. But of course, now the stakes are much higher. Yeah, you know, they haven't lost an overtime game all year. I think they're 4-0-4, I think it is, in overtime. So uh, they've responded well to the pressure in the regular season. This is a little different. I mean, you're literally, your season's on the line. Uh, you know, for these seniors, your career's on the line. You know, one, you're one bad bounce away from having it all be over. Of course, you're also one bad bounce away from playing for the, playing for the right to go to the pros in four tomorrow night against UNH. So uh, I think having a veteran team, being, being that they're a veteran team, I think helps them going into this third period. You know, we talked about it all week. Notre Dame's a pretty young team, 15 or 16 underclassmen in their lineup. Merrimack's a pretty veteran team. Uh, I think, you know, from a mental aspect, you go into a situation like this, you've got to go with experience. That's, you, I mean, that tends to be a big factor, and Merrimack certainly has that on their side. Yeah, the third period, though, it looked like it was reversed, didn't it? I mean, it looked like Notre Dame was the veteran team and, and uh, was going to find a way to do whatever it had to do uh, to win the game. But uh, another thing I think as I watched this here in this game was uh, the kick down in the third period getting ready to head to overtime. UNH has to be loving this. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I mean, if not only do they have the early game so that their, their opponent tomorrow, whoever it is, has some uh, a few hours less recovery time as it is, right now you're talking about an overtime situation. <laughs> I, I mean, and this is the NCAA tournament, so it's not out of the question that we could be here for two or three of these. Uh, you know, you get in the late tonight. Um, it's already, I think, almost 11 here. I think it's about 10.30 or so the last time I checked. Uh, so uh, it's only 10 o'clock, I guess. But, you know, still, you're, you're, having a late game tomorrow night helps either of these teams, whoever comes out of this game tonight. But, yeah, if you're UNH, I mean, you're, you're just sitting back in your hotel right now with your feet up, having your post-game meal, relaxing and, and, and enjoying this. Surprised by that UNH win uh, earlier today? Really surprised. Really surprised. I think, uh, you know, you... The style of Miami was a little different than I thought. Obviously, we don't see them a whole lot live out here. Uh, I thought they were pretty similar to UNH in the sense that, you know, I don't want to say soft, and that's not right, but uh, just you not know, very physical, sort of wanted to keep things in the middle of the sheet. Uh, very similar teams, I thought, and, and yeah, you know, it did surprise me. I thought Miami would come out uh, and win that game pretty easily, and even in the second and third period, we're just sort of waiting, uh, you know, for them to do so, and they just never did. You know, talking about the results around the country and, and what happened last night, what's happened today, uh, just about everybody's bracket is busted, isn't it? Mine was busted last night. Two of my Frozen Four teams were gone last night, so <laughs> I, I've, I've stopped looking at my bracket as of about 11 p.m. last night when BC lost. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, just about everybody had BC, so probably anybody who had, well, Michigan's looking pretty good right now, but if you had Michigan coming out of that regional, then you're looking pretty good. Uh, and, of course, in this case, uh, this regional, if you had Miami, then, you know, that you lose them. And, and uh, of course, uh, Yale uh, ended up losing today. Minnesota Duluth, the uh, third seed, uh, comes out of there, the first team to make it to the Frozen Four. So, uh, going to be very, very interesting here. Let, let's talk about this uh, overtime coming up here. Um, what what has to change here as far as, you know, what are the, obviously the Warriors need to turn that momentum back and, and, and start to, to get the play back the way it was in the first two periods or so. Uh, looked like they tried to do that several times in the third and they just weren't able to. Uh, what has to happen here in the overtime? I think they got to go back to what they were doing really well in the first, you know, 30 minutes or so of this game, and that was really winning all the battle. I mean, they, they didn't lose the battle to a loose puck in the first two periods. They were just they, they were just swarming. They were all over them. Uh, and then it goes back to, you know, they're, they're an attacking team, and, and they weren't attacking that third period. They didn't really have a chance to, uh, but I think it's just going to be a, a simple matter of will and, and winning those loose puck battles and then turning those, turning those into some scoring chances on the attack uh, because that's what they've had success with all year. You know, I'm waiting to get the shot chart here from the third period because it seemed to me a lot of times they came up ice in the third period. A lot of shots are trying to pick the corner and shots went up high and up out of play. I mean, you're getting up shot 10-1 to 1 in the period where you got to get some pucks to the net. you got to get some guys to the net, crashing the net. And maybe that's the kind of thing that they got to do to try to you know, turn it around and change it back is get the puck on. You're not going to win the game if the puck doesn't go on net. Exactly. And that's, I think, just... Uh, uh you know, that, that comes with, with struggling a little bit and being a little frustrated. Uh, you know, the, the, the term you always use is you grip the stick a little tighter. But, you know, I think guys try to do a little more sometimes when, when you're in a situation like that, uh, whether it's picking a corner or, uh, you know, trying to do maybe a little more yourself than you, than you might normally do. It's just, uh, you know, it, it, it's a product of, of, of playing poorly for a large stretch like they were in that third period. But I think a, a break here helps them. Obviously, you can get a break to settle things down and get yourself rehydrated a little bit and just say, you know, hey, we got to get back to what we were doing uh, the first two periods of the game.
All right, Mike, this is it. Uh, we have sudden death overtime to see whether or not the season continues tomorrow night against UNH. And we appreciate you stepping in here at the last minute, the uh, unexpected uh, intermission or overtime as it uh, turns out to be the case. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. I hope to speak to you again. <laughs> there you go. That's Mike McMahon, Eagle Tribune, eagletribune.com and warriorrinkrat.com. has been our outstanding guest here in the intermission with the Warriors and Notre Dame all tied up at 3-3. to